Welcome back to the Sipping with Sin podcast, a podcast about stuff and things pertaining to gaming, content creation, horror, comics, music, pop culture, and more. Grab your favorite beverage and take a sip with us. Very refreshing and very needed this week. Welcome back to another episode of Sipping with Sin. Happy to have you all here listening yet again for another fun-filled episode. Uh, bear with me this week. I am. Uh, I sound. I sound probably terrible. I'm very uh, stuffy. Uh, allergy season is upon us, and with that entails lots of mucus having its damn dirty hands upon me, gripping me and making my life miserable. But we're here anyways for another episode. Uh, we got some fun topics to talk about this week, and uh, we got I got a little whiskey to help me through my journey. But without further ado, let's welcome our esteemed colleague, the one and only Christian. What's up, everybody? How we doing today? Doing, doing well, sir. How have you been? You been doing all right? I'm doing well. I'm doing really good, man. It's uh, it's definitely been a strange week for weather out here in the South, but uh, I, I agree with you. It's, it's definitely allergy season. I am thankful, though. I don't really uh. I don't really have bad allergies, but uh, f- for everybody around me, they do, and it seems like it sucks. Well, you know how you fix allergies? You pass the whiskey. Pass that whiskey, Christian. Let me get another sip real quick. Whiskey. <laughs> mm. Scrum dillyumptious. <laughs> Hit me in the testicles. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right. So, as we like to start every episode, now that we got that sip out of the way. We'd like to start our episode by knowing what everybody's been watching, reading, listening to, or playing lately. Uh, so, uh, Christian, do you want to lead us off? I think you let us off last week, but uh, you do such a good job. Let's just let you do it again. How about that? I'm down with it. I'm cool. So, uh, t- I'm actually like I don't. I haven't been talking about what I've been listening to, and okay. uh, as as of the time of this recording, yesterday, last night at, at 11 p.m. Uh, Central Time, I started listening to this band called The Midnight's new song that they dropped, and it's called Change Your Heart or Die, and that's my new shit right now. I love uh, it. I need to go listen to that. I love The Midnight. I actually really... Me and the missus both love The Midnight. Super good. So good. And I saw them... Uh, I saw them actually... Uh, we saw them, excuse me, with... Uh, what am I trying to say? I saw them recently with my partner, and we we uh, we saw them here in Nashville, and it was great. The show was awesome. They're like legit rock stars now. Uh, they've definitely grown in fandom since like their last few albums, um, and it shows with like the light show, and you know we got to see the sax with Justin and everything, so it was totally worth it. But yeah, man, if you're a fan, definitely seek them out and and hear them live uh, if you get the opportunity. It's worth it. Hell yeah, they are. They're super, super good. Uh, what is it? I'm trying, first song that comes to mind is Lost Boy. Love. Oh Lost yeah, Boy. yeah. That's a that's her favorite uh, song. That's like a, that's like our jam because um, when we first started dating, that was like the song that um, that we would listen to together. You know, I showed her that album and we would listen to that song together. So it means a lot to us personally. But yeah, it's a great, great song. That's like two um, albums ago, though, right? Like it's it's not like a new song. It's been around. No, no, it's 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 a it's it's out. It's been out for a little while. I want to say 2018, maybe. I can't remember exactly off the top of my head right now. But yeah, man. Um, after that, when then we had uh, the Monsters album that came out. That's their latest full album, and uh, 
I really liked Deep Blue on that. I mean, I like a lot of the album. Don't get me wrong. Like the whole album is a banger, but to... but Deep Blue just hit all the right notes, man. You're talking about the album. I'm trying to think of what I'm looking them up right now. There is a song that I really liked off of that album. Uh, off of the Monsters album? Yes. I would pick instrumental. Uh, Dance with somebody. I don't know why, but dude, it sounded like an 80s anthem to me. And I freaking yeah. loved it. I don't know so why it's so damn catchy, but I, I got into it. It's kind of it, it. So with this new song, Change Your Heart or Die, it's very, very 80s, like all of their music. But it's not 80s synth like their music has been in the past. It's just like 80s rock, like straight up 80s rock. It sounds like um, it sounds like it would absolutely be the 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 like main draw to an 80s movie. Like I, I could totally see it in like something like Footloose or it reminds me of like Kenny Lodgins, like that kind of vibe, I guess. Oh, wow. But also like a little bit of hair metal as well. You know, like I, I can't explain it well enough because I've been listening to it for a few hours, you know, uh, that got some sleep, woke up, listened to it again and I've been working. But uh, my brain's kind of fried, but it's definitely something that is worth listening to. So any any person listening, if you are even a casual fan of The Midnight, go check out Change Your Heart or Die and uh, let me know what you think. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to listen to it actually after the podcast. I, I didn't know a new song was out, but I do really enjoy The Midnight. I know we're both uh, pretty big into music. We both played music back in the day, so we need to definitely bring up more music uh, topics on the podcast for sure, and even band stories. And Who knows? Maybe we can get some Absolutely. former band members or, or People we've played it in shows with, you know, different bands and stuff like that. They're members in there and share some fun stories and things on here. I'd like to definitely talk about more music and hopefully the listeners would like to hear more music stuff for sure from us. Oh, yeah. We got stories on deck. That's for sure. We do. Like that time we had a gigantic dinner at Wendy's. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun night. Uh, that's that another story, though. All right. Let's continue on. So you've been listening to the Midnight. What else? Yeah, that's right. Uh, so I've been watching, obviously, uh, if you guys have been listening to uh, any of the episodes we've done in the past, you know, I've been watching, rewatching Game of Thrones. And this past week, I uh, finished all of season five. And then I am, uh, you know, like about halfway ish into uh, season six now. And, um, you know, there sucks for the. What'd you say? What? What was that blasphemy I just heard? Uh, just that. Mother Dragon sucks. <sighs> All right, so so <laughs> season five, season six is when we start to actually no, it's not. It's not. It's so it's so quick. So anyway, going into season five and six, there are some key things that happen. Like I don't want to talk about everything about Game of Thrones because we've all have seen it already. But like you get uh, you get John letting the Wildlands through the wall mance raider getting burned alive by uh by uh what's his name stannis baratheon you get uh Tyrion killing his dad and his lover shay because he was wrongfully accused of you know killing king joffrey and that was satisfying that, and heartbreaking at the same time i just want to say oh that man it was so so heartbreaking in the show because Tyrion is a different character in the show than he is in the book but in the show man like him seeing Shay in his dad's bed calling him uh her lion like she used to call Tyrion dude that that moment man even watching it again it's like Jesus I, I don't ah god it hurts so bad um but anyway so that happens and then he you know finds his dad taking a shit 
Pete's and uh, and kills him after they have their conversation. And his dad's really slick, you know, with the tongue. So you see where Tyrion gets some of that from, for sure. But his dad's like, you're my son. You're a Lannister. I wasn't going to have you killed. I was going to have you, you know, go to the wall or blah, blah, blah. I forget what it was. But Tyrion shot him anyway. And he didn't kill him. And Tywin's pissed off. He's like, you shot me. And then he shoots him again and kills him before he runs off. And then he uh, escapes thanks to Varys in a box. So that's cool. Um, but you have that going on. You got Daenerys locking up her dragons and abolishing slavery. But that has it, you know, some repercussions because you have the, I forget what they're called right now. The guys wearing the the masks. Uh, man, I, I binge watched so much oh, of it. I can't oh, remember my God. Um, the dudes that are running around killing everybody. Yeah, and those golden like masks. Those, yeah. Yeah, but you got that going on. You got uh, where we get really good looks at the Night King and his his whole group, and we see that the Night King is very clearly a different actor in this. And then uh, Denario Dejares, the guy that Daenerys is banging every once in a while, he's obviously a very different actor than what we saw when he was first introduced. Um, and I actually don't remember why that that actor changed, but it doesn't even matter. Uh, we know that that character is not long for Sons of Heart anyway. Sons of the Harpy, that is correct. Sons yep. of the Harpy. Uh, that was and then we have I like, no, I, I don't blame you, dude. Then we have the religious fanatics in this in King's Landing that are you know they make uh, Cersei do the the Walk of Atonement, which shame. is essentially a walk. Shame, of shame. shame, shame. Oh my God, dude! We're hearing people just like cuss her out and throw like poop and stuff at her, like actual poop, like it was disgusting but i was like oh my god it's crazy but i didn't feel bad for cersei at all because she is absolutely the most vile person in the entire show like if you feel sorry for cersei no then that i guess that the actress is doing her job correct yeah but if you feel bad for her dude like how she's terrible she's horrible person she's never been good she's never done anything that's been good like anyway all that aside like all that's going on in the show, Sam and Gilly's relationship, and then you know the biggest moment of season five is the end when uh, the Night's Watch betray John after he becomes um, the, the the commander, the Night Commander, um, and they they kill him, dude. They all stab him, even Ollie, you know, stabs him, and it's you know I remember seeing that for the first time and being like, they all gotta go, all of them, they all gotta go. It doesn't matter. And being like, I really hope that uh, they bring John back, even though like we've only seen one character be brought back. I was like, they have to bring John back. Something has to happen. The red woman has to do it. Something. And which that's what happens. And then he immediately hangs everybody that that betrayed him. And I was like, yeah, no love for these guys. Fuck them. They're all traitors. They got to go right now. ASAP. And then Bron is uh, I'm sorry, Bran. I keep saying Bron. Bran is essentially the new uh Three-Eyed Raven, because he does exactly what the Three-Eyed Raven told him not to do, which is to stay in those uh, memories too long. And he does, and then the Night King grabs him and marks him. And then as soon as he wakes up, the Night King is like immediately there with this whole group of uh, of White Walkers, dude. So that's cool to see again, because I forgot all about that. I forgot about the first children. So seeing all that stuff again was really cool. But uh, but yeah, man, I've been watching Game of Thrones, and uh, it's been a good rewatch so far. We saw, um, what's his name? Uh, can't think of his name right now. Uh, Theon. We see Theon or Reek save Sansa after what happens to her, which is terrible. 
we see Brienne pledge herself to Sansa. We see Arya doing the, uh, she's trying to join the group. Uh, what are they? She's the faceless men, essentially. Yeah. She's trying to join them. And then she can't really do it, man. She wants to learn their stuff, but she can't let go of, of what she's been holding on to for so long. So she saves the actress she's supposed to, to assassinate. Uh, I knew that was a trap going into that the first time and this time because it's just too obvious because that one girl like hates her that's also a part of that that group or whatever. But I mean, Arya's learned what she needs to learn. She's trying to run off and go back and kill the people that are on her list or whatever. So that's really exciting to see. Uh, Drogon flew off of the Nares after she after he saved her from the Sons of the Harpy. There's a lot going on in this show, man. There's just so much happening. And then to I know that it's coming to an end. Two seasons you know, in two seasons and that last season is just, you know, kind of, not kind of, it's total garbage. So I'm, just, I'm not looking forward to watching the final season, but I am looking forward to finishing this. Why is it total garbage? Because Daenerys and your love it's for total her. garbage because the writers like wrote themselves not into a corner. They, they, you can tell that the first like three seasons, for example, you can tell that those were very, very carefully crafted. Uh, everything happened for a reason. They didn't show us anything we weren't supposed to see. Um, but in in the later seasons, you know, they're already caught up to the book, so they're making things up and they make up an ending and they kind of just end it the way that they think it needs to end. I'm with pretty the sure George R. 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 Martin was a part of the ending, though, right? Like he told them kind of what was going to happen. So George, I don't know, man. I take that. I know he hasn't done song. the book, George but I'm pretty sure he was like involved in. It, and they were like taking material from what he was quote unquote like writing or been working on for however many I don't even know how many years he's been working on it's been a long time he's been working on this last book but I guess they were taking material from my understanding from that yeah they're supposed to be but I don't really believe that because George R. R. Martin can say oh yeah I gave them that to do that or whatever but how much money did they give George R. R. Martin to say that so that people would go into this last season and be like oh my god I can't wait this is going to be amazing and then after the season comes out and it's a total bomb George R. R. Martin didn't even write anymore like we haven't gotten anything from that last book for how many years now like Game of Thrones has been over right and they filmed that season what a year before the actual season came out because all the actors were aging out of their roles and everything you know all the Stark children were like grown people. So you don't point. like the so ending like, of the show? No, I don't like. I don't like almost anything about the ending. But we'll See, get to it when I watch it. Again. Like I really, really didn't like a lot of it. To be real with you, I. So obviously, like you know, everybody wanted John and Danny to be a power. Like that's what people wanted. They wanted them together. To hell with them having uncle, aunt, or not uncle. Sorry, aunt and nephew relations or whatever they wanted it. John should have been the rightful heir, but if you think about it, obviously it wasn't ever going to work. She would never let him share power. She wanted power at that point. And then he didn't give a damn about the power. He said it multiple times. He's like, I don't want to rule. And even if like, I know people were mad that when she dies, they're like, well, John, but you got to think a whole army is not just going to be like, oh, you killed our queen. Now we're going to follow you. That's not how that shit would work at all. Mm-hmm. And I think the he Bran is the wisest person you could have put because he's going to bring peace. He knows everything that's going to happen. He can avoid and build. I get it. I think, I, I mean, obviously, I, w- I would have loved to see John on the throne. Don't get me wrong. 
like, what, probably 90% of America or something. But I also would have loved to seen Tyrion on the throne because I like how he plays the game. But, I mean, I get it. I thought it was a solid ending. All in all, I mean, Bran is not a bad choice. He's very wise. Did I expect Bran from the beginning? And when it happened, I was like, oh, shit, okay. I did not see that coming. But it makes sense. Like, if you think about it in the grand scheme of things, and I'm bringing peace and ending the Great War and uniting everybody and all that stuff. Like, it, it made sense. And John got to go be happy in the in the North. You know, he got to go live his life where he wanted to be because he made a comment. Was it when he says goodbye to Ghost? He makes some kind of comment about where they belong, like up north or something like that, or they don't want to be that far south, or there's some kind of comment about it. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't about? even remember what happened. I the way that I'm remembering it right now is they wanted John's head essentially for killing Daenerys, and yes. I think that he just went back to the wall, didn't he? Didn't he go back to the Night's Watch? Correct. Yeah. So they worked a deal. Like instead of him getting like executed, because obviously like Grey Worm and like. All the people that followed her, you kill their ruler, they're going to be pretty pissed, right? They just traveled across the sea and did all this stuff to conquer, and then she dies. So they're not going to follow John. They wanted his head. I forget, was it Tyrion that maybe convinced him no, and they sent him to the wall? But when he got to the wall, it's a, whoever's over the wall was like, oh, hey, you're back. And, you know, they all loved him. So they just, like, opened the gates, and him and the wildlings went out into the into the wild. Like, they didn't keep also, him confined to the wall. Like, he's going to live out his life up north somewhere. I mean, that's probably what ha- – I don't remember that because the the whole last season was just not great. wasn't hidden, and I really hated how they just kind of uh, – I'll tell you one thing that I hated about the last season from what I can remember is the fight between the Hound and the Mountain. I really didn't like that. It had cool – I remember it having really cool, like, camera work. Um, but you kind of, I kind of expect them both to go out together though. I didn't expect us to have a winner because you've built both of those characters up as being, you know, just these powerhouses that are unstoppable. And so I didn't really expect a winner from that. So them going out together was fitting and by fire was fitting also to me. I don't even know, man. Like I remember them falling off like a cliff or something from what I'm, what I remember they fell off some cliff and that was a tower. The a tower, excuse me, they fall off a tower. But for all we know, the mountain's just going to get up, dude. He had True. his head crushed and eyes crushed and all that, and he still, from what I remember, he still just kept going. So I was like, he's not even I can't believe you don't remember John going up north. Like, he goes to the watch, obviously. Remember, they sent him there. That's like always, his, not a plea deal. I'm trying to think of, like, the word. Like, instead of him giving his life, obviously them executing him for killing their queen, it's something. And this, they sent him to the wall, and he's like, all right, whatever, yeah. And he tells everybody bye and leaves, and then he gets up there, and I can't remember who's over the wall. I don't think it's the wildling guy, is it? Who's the commander up there now at the uh, end? Well, right now, he leaves his friend in charge. I forget who. I forget his name right now. I want to say Pip, but Pip I died. think that dude dies. Doesn't he? I don't know. So many people die, it's hard to keep up with. But Whoever's in charge, I mean, like, like I said. John gets up there, he's reunited with Ghost, and then they open, like, the big gates at the bottom, you know what I'm talking about, like, the bottom of the wall, and it's, like, yeah. the wildlings, Ghost, 
and like some others like go out into like out there in the wilderness and you just see John like looking around and he's like with the wildlings and he's happy and like he just kind of rides off to live his life out there in the wilderness with them with ghosts. So I mean that's a pretty I mean, good ending for him. I understand that, but I still the shit ending. Like when I I'll, I'll tell you what I would have preferred to see okay. once I rewatch it and fully remember like what happened. But yeah, I still think that that's pretty pretty lame. For everything that you build up in this in this series and this show and this story, just to have him stab Daenerys like in the what in the gutter in the back or whatever, and then she dies and then. Like I said, I'll, I'll save it for when I watch it again, but it's just it's just not enough for me. You should it's know Game of Thrones enough. is not going to give you what you want, though. Like, after all those seasons, you should know it's never going to be as cut and dry as, like, here's your happy ending. That's not Game of Thrones at all. I need a happy ending. I just need a good ending. I, so you I don't like, like Bran being on – you don't think Bran makes, a like, a good ruler? I think Bran being the, the king, like, he's only the king because his last name is Stark, right? And it can't be John because of what he did. But if Bran is the three-eyed raven, essentially, him being the king is good, and it's also bad. Plus, he can't have any heirs. So, like, once he dies, then who's going to rule it there at that point? Is it just going to be one of Sansa's children eventually taken over? Like, I don't really know how the rule of succession works that way. Uh. Um, but I think, that, I think Bran being the king is a good placeholder for somebody else to answer that question. But he'll, like I said, he'll probably bring somebody up and like teach him because he knows he can't have kids. So, I mean, I don't know. Gentry, maybe. Well, Gentry doesn't have the full Baratheon name. So, may, maybe Sansa's. I don't know. He'll have some kind of way of bringing it because Sansa's actually over the north. So, maybe it will be another Stark. I don't. I'm sure he'll have some. Or it could be a Lannister from Tyrion. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, I'll go back into it again later on uh, once I finish the whole series. You know, I'm still in season six, so I'm, we've jumped so far ahead anyway. Um, but that's what I've been watching. What have you been watching? Um, I have started the show, and I'm actually in the third season of it already. But uh, what we do in the shadows, a show that's on FX, um, it's based off of a feature film that's the same name from it, um, and it it pretty much has like. Uh, a camera crew, a documentary style look at lives of four vampires who live together in Staten Island and they're familiar. Uh, well, one of them's familiar and it is ridiculous and hilarious at the same time. There's like werewolves in it. There's vampires. There's witches. I'm trying to think of what all I've seen in it. Um, ghost. It's just over the top, but it is super funny. The all of them do a great job. I, I really like the writing for it. Um, it's been a really that's good the watch. Show where, that's the show where like they can turn into bats, and the one dude literally just goes bat, yes, and then turns into that's, a flies off. Yeah, that's Laszlo. He uh he'll just yell bat and turn into a bat, and they'll fly around. And it they are they are absolute idiots. How they have survived that long as vampires, I do not understand. Or how they've survived in general, I don't understand. But it that's what makes the show so good because they're just ridiculously stupid, and it's just funny situations like for example there's one guy he's an energy vampire so he can walk in the daylight he can do all kinds of things but how he feeds is he's like you ever met one of those dudes that's like really really annoying and they'll sit there and talk in a really monotone voice and tell you a story and you kind of start falling asleep he's yeah. that guy 
And like as you're falling asleep, he's sucking your energy. That's why you're falling asleep. And that's how he feeds. I love that character. It's super funny. It shows him in the office just talking about like the dumbest things like Q-tips and stuff. And like talking to his coworkers and then like dozing off. And his eyes are glowing. So it's it's a really good show though. I've really, really liked it. I keep muting because I keep coughing. I'm sorry. But yeah, I've been watching that. Really good show. Um, trying to think what else happens in it. Uh, there is a movie it's based off of. I've never watched the movie. Have you? Uh, I've seen little clips of it, but I've never watched the full thing. I need to go find it. But I, I don't know. I, I watched the show a while back and kind of like halfway paid attention to it. And then I started watching it the other day and like got really engrossed in it. And... It's, if you haven't checked it out, it comes on FX. I'm really surprised at the language. But I think it's kind of the same thing as like American Horror Story. I guess the later stuff on FX gets to have more explicit language to it. So, yeah, it's, uh, I think as long as it comes on after 9, I want to say. Yeah, because they, they drop F-bombs like crazy. I'm like, okay, wow. All right, so that's a whole bit of a deal. But um, we've been watching that, and then... Uh, We've also been watching Moon Knight, which is actually our first segment of the day. And uh, Christian, do you want to lead off Moon Knight? And I want to hear your thoughts. I think I let off last week. Sure. So uh, this episode, like Moon Knight in general is a good show, but like all the other Disney plus Marvel shows, it's very slow. It's very slow to start. They only give you tidbits of information and everything kind of pops off on the last two episodes, right? That's kind of how they work. Um, with this episode, it, there's there's just things going on, man. Like, uh, first, the actor that we saw, I think his name was, like, Anton in this, the the rich guy they go to see to look at the, uh, the sarcophagus-looking thing so they can kind of figure out the constellation map or whatever. That actor is based the, – the, the character the actor is playing, he's another comic book character called Midnight that Moon Knight fights a couple times. And they Wait, call he's him called Midnight? Midnight? Yeah. And uh, he's called that because he robs, he's kind of like a Catwoman-esque character. Like he robs a bunch of people for like antiques and stuff, but he always does it at midnight. That's, that's kind of like his gimmick. Hmm. And um, uh, they were, they, he's not, he's not like a hugely important character to the Moon Knight mythos, but it was a cool deep cut. But the problem is that actor actually passed away like in real life after filming that episode shortly after like a ski accident, I believe. So I think that's the reason why we see at the end of the close to the end of the episode when Moon Knight throws one of the uh, crescent darts at him while he's like trying to ride away on a horse or whatever and like falls off and we never see him again. I think the reason why they have that that way is because the actor passed. So they just don't want to use the character anymore. So there's a little bit of sad news to start that off for me. But uh, I, I know that I've kind of mentioned this before in other episodes, but I just really, really don't like Mr. Knight. Like, I, I just don't like it. I hate how comedic he is. I hate how he is not like the character supposed to be from the comic at all. Um, he's very loosely based off of that character. He doesn't know how to fight whatsoever. He's not a detective at all. It, it's just really annoying seeing this version of Stephen Grant in the suit and then like have these powers, but like he's just so goofy, you know? Like it's not really he's like Deadpool almost. It's not fun for me to see that because Moon Knight and all of his personalities are so much more serious, um, you know, kind of like like a Batman character. So 
that that's really weird for me. Uh, we do, however, get uh, hints to uh, a third altar, possible third altar, and that would be, I'm assuming, Jake Lockley. Jake I was going to ask that. Comics- I, I got the feeling that's what they were hitting at, too, whenever they asked, like, I think Mark asked Steven if that was him or something. Steven's like, oh, I didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. And, and in the comics, that's not exactly how that goes, but obviously we know Marvel changes a lot of things. But uh, Jake Lockley is the ears to the ground type character. He's a cab driver and he's like, you know, listening to what people on the low ends are doing and, and hearing what the crimes are going to be like that that way. He's like, a, it's kind of like Matches Malone. If you're familiar with ba- the Batman mythos, how Bruce Wayne will dress up like a thug with a scar on his face and call himself Matches Malone to figure out stuff that Bruce Wayne wouldn't be able to figure out or the Batman wouldn't be able to figure out. So it's kind of that character um, for Marvel. Um, but, you know, we'll see. It seems like Jake Lockley might be like all of the rage that's built up in Mark Spector come to life in another alter, another personality. So that seems like what we'll, we're going to see in here just based off of what we saw in this episode. And then we get more about his relationship with Lila. Um, so, you know, that's cool, I guess, if you care about their relationship at all, which I mean, I think the actors have great chemistry and everything. Um, I just don't, that's like the part of the story that I care the least about. Um, but what I do care about is we got to see the fucking Ennead in this, which is kind of like the pantheon of all the other gods. Um, so that was amazing. That's straight from the comics. Um, fun fact, one of the uh, gods from the Ennead is actually Bast, the panther god for Black Panther. And more often than not, Bast is, in the comics, more often than not, Bast is uh, referred to as a goddess. Um, because they come off as female a lot, but because they're a god, they don't really have a gender, so it's just like whatever they want at the time is what they're going to be. So we'll just refer to Bast as they. But I love seeing the other gods. I love seeing the other the Pantheon. The Ennead was awesome. I loved seeing them in the, the Pyramid of Giza. I loved seeing the trial. Um, I will say that they rode off Mark Spector so quickly as soon as Arthur Harrow's character shows up. And he has his little argument like this guy, what's his name? He, like, can't you chose him because he's broken and he has problems and he needs help. And I don't know how many personalities he has, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, you're right. Fuck him. And I was just like, dang, dude, like, <laughs> hear your boy out a little bit. So that was that was a little jarring for me. And as soon as Conchu mentioned that they would lock him away, I was like, well, we're obviously going to either end this episode or this season with Conchu being locked away. And it just happened to be this episode. So... If Conchu is locked away, that means that Mark Spector, Jake Lockley, Stephen Grant, they can't tap into the suit, which means there's no powers. And that's also something that's different from the comics. Moon Knight doesn't necessarily like that's the whole thing. Like Moon Knight believes that he has powers in the earlier Moon Knight comics because he's crazy, but he kind of doesn't. But we don't know because he's not a reliable narrator because he has all these personalities and he's crazy. So that's really fun to see. But in this show, in the Marvel show, they just straight up made the suit give him powers. He's like, he's got enhanced speed, enhanced strength, durability. Like he's, you know, he's got a super healing factor. Apparently he's getting stabbed all through these, through the body with these spears and whatnot. So he's damn near impenetrable, just, really. Like he got shot and stabbed and. Yeah. His cape is bulletproof. Him. Yeah, man. There's, there's, a, there's a lot going on. So I'm just. I'm I'm surprised at how many changes we got in in the Moon Knight show. There's there's so many changes. Um, 
But I mean, like I said, I, I enjoyed the episode. It's very slow. I did like the action in this episode more than I've liked the action in the first two episodes. So that was awesome. I liked the fight choreography a lot more. Um, like I said, the only thing I didn't really like is how quickly they they uh, doomed Khonshu, essentially, uh, sealed him away in stone. Uh, I'm not really a big fan of Mr. Knight like at all. I kind of hate it, like to be honest. I, I really, really am not down with the Mr. Knight character in the show. Um, and aside from aside from those two major things, uh, I, I can kind of let everything else go. I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. I do find myself laughing when when uh, Steven is on screen. I do like the way that they change, they switch in and out when they alter in and out of you know personalities without them having to show us the suit. We can just see it in uh, the actor's face. You know, Oscar Isaac is a great, fantastic actor, so we he can really see him is. do that. He's doing a great so job with it, I think. Like switching alters and stuff on the fly, like yeah. Mm -hmm. I really like that. Um, but th those are my thoughts, man. Like I said, I, I actually really enjoy this show. It's not my favorite of the the Marvel shows that have come out. I think that's Loki. I think it's always going to be Loki. There, they, there was just so much about the Loki show that was that worked for me. Um, even though it was slow to start, it it just worked for me, and I loved it. But um, I'm, I'm enjoying Moon Knight. I don't think that it's bad. It's just definitely not my favorite, and I, I'm not feeling Mr. Nightman, not at all. But uh, what? Are, well, those are my thoughts on the episode. What are your thoughts? What do you think? Um, as someone again that doesn't know the Moon Knight stuff as much, I'm enjoying it. I will say you have now tainted me after we talked last week about it, and when I was watching it this week. It's very, very bright. Obviously, it's in Egypt, all that stuff I know. But it's very, very bright. And all I could think is, how much more badass would this show be? It's just like a darker-looking show, more bloody, like Daredevil. Like, that's literally all I could think all week was, damn, if this was like Daredevil, how good would this show be? Just him beating the shit out of people. You know, less comedic stuff. I do think Steven's funny. I'm kind of like you. He... He definitely, they have definitely wrote him as a comedic thing just to like lighten the mood or whatever. Um, it's very goofy in parts. Uh, he was a little more serious. Like he still had comedic parts, but you got to see him actually be useful more with like his knowledge of, of like the Egyptian stuff and all that and being able to, to like figure out the puzzle and stuff. So he is useful, but yeah, I, I all I could literally think about is Daredevil. I was like, man, if this was like that, Granted, two different things and stories and, and stuff, and Daredevil goes at night and Moon Knight and all that stuff. But that's all I could think about was like, God, how sick would this show be like that? But uh, Oscar Isaac is doing a fantastic job. Switching alters like he does is amazing. He does such a good job. I do think that might have been the third alter in the cab whenever he starts speaking Arabic, I believe. Because um, mm -hmm. you said he wasn't, he was speaking, I think, English or something like that before. So I do think that was a different alter. And I'm hoping we'll find out more about that. I'm curious to see how this goes with Khonshu moving forward with him being locked away and like him not having any powers, what they do. But uh, I'm enjoying it so far. But you, you've you kind of tainted me, so thanks for that. You're welcome. No problem, man. Uh, read the comics. They're great. Dude, I got to read them. I, I'm actually really interested in it. Like, you throw Egyptian stuff in there and like the gods and all that. That was cool, too. Each of the gods having their own avatar. I'm not sure if that's how it is in the comic. I know you said it's pretty similar in there, but it was really cool. Them having like an avatar for like the meeting. And that yeah. was a neat little thing, I thought. Good, man. Well, I'm, I'm, I like to hear your thoughts on that. I'm glad 
like I said, the show is good. It's just some of the changes I just can't I can't get down with. You know what I mean? Do they have it's, avatars it's, like that in the comic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ennead is straight from the comics. That's 100% from the comics. So All there was no times. like deviation or anything like that there? Um, not necessarily because, I mean, the, the people that they choose to represent them – can be anybody in there and not all of them are like superheroes or whatever. Right. So yeah, that's pretty, pretty truthful to the comics. So that's what I was so nice to see. Um, the only like with that scene, man, the, like the only thing that I really wanted to see that we didn't see was, uh, was Bast or at least a mention that, you know, we, there used to be another of us, but you know, they, uh, they reside now in Africa. They could have said something like that. And then comic lovers would have been like, oh, she, they're talking about Bass. Oh, my God. Dope. Maybe but, they know, will in the future. We'll see. Maybe. I mean, there, there's room to grow. There's a lot of room to grow with the show. So we'll see what happens. Also, I keep waiting. Like, now you've got me excited for Werewolf by Night. I just want you to know that. So, like, if we don't get that, I'm blaming you. <laughs> I'm going to write my local congressman and tell him that Christian's a dick for getting my hopes up. Yeah, I totally hate the show. I was like, "Hey, look! I know that we said we were going to put Werewolf by Night in here, but but Sin wants to see it, so let's just not do it." Yeah, see, I mean, that's probably what's going to happen. But I, I like, I'm counting down the episodes. We have what three, three left. Yeah, there's three left, and I'm I'm hoping, I'm really hoping they have it. I really hope we have it too. Like, I'm I'm looking forward to it 100. So we'll see what happens. Again, well, I still am not crazy about the. There's a lot of CGI in it, which is it is what it is. But I'm me personally, I'm not a huge fan of a ton of CGI. Like I'd much rather, right. and I know he's gonna have glowing eyes, and I know there's gonna be certain things you're gonna have to do, you know, with him being in the suit, regardless. But him just being in the suit to me more, I would like that than a lot of the CGI stuff I get. Which some of it's probably you can't really help, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, man. Like, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of CGI either. Um, I would prefer if it was practical, but yeah, it looks like Marvel. Is, they have the money to do whatever it is they want to do, obviously, but they're still cutting corners when it comes to things like that. And I, I guess it's just it's so much cheaper to have him wear a mask that's obviously going to be enhanced with CGI because they've done it so many times. You know, they do it with Spider Man, they do it with Iron Man. True, uh, it, it, it's the easier thing for them to do. Um, so, you know, that's why I respect stuff like the Mandalorian when they have all of the, um, practical effects in that show. It's just, it's just so refreshing to see people going out of their way to make these things possible without using computers so much. So, True. um, but with that said, man, like, you know, I- I'm excited to see the rest of this. We got three episodes down to go, like you just said. So I'm hoping that they're good. I'm hoping that the show wraps up in a way that's really nice. I'm hoping that we see Werewolf by Night. I'm hoping that we get, you know, some clarity with his alters and they leave it open for a season two. You know, I'm, 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 I'm really curious hoping. to see what they bridge it into, like whether they bridge it into another show or bridge it into season two or like what they have planned. But I, I've actually really I look forward to Wednesdays and when it comes on, I, that's like one thing we're like, oh, is it Wednesday yet? Let's let's watch it. Like I've enjoyed the show. Pretty much we're just nitpicking at this point. Obviously, you more so than me since you're more familiar with like the comic content and all that stuff. Uh, but, I mean, it's nothing that like makes me not enjoy my time with the show. So if you haven't watched Moon Knight, I highly recommend going in and watching it on Disney Plus and checking it out or, or wherever you can watch it at. Oh, yeah, man. I 100% agree. 
But with that, I believe we're going to go to our next segment, which uh, the one and only Christian is going to have for us. And I believe he's got some news, some uh, movie news or or just some news in general that he wants to discuss with us. So, Christian, you want to take away what you got for yeah. us? Absolutely. Absolutely. So there there's a, a few little snippets of news that I wanted to go over. So I'll, I'll make those quick, you know. But uh, the first one is the Blue Beetle movie that's uh, being made right now by DC. They finally cast uh, a character for the villain, and they cast uh, Susan Sarandon as the villain. And the villain is going to be Victoria Cord. Um, I'm pretty sure the Victoria Cord is not in the comics. That is a character that the studio made just for the film. So we'll see how her character plays out. But I'm assuming she's going to be either a wife or a relative of Ted Cord because, you know, the original Blue Beetle. Uh, was Ted Cord and the new Blue Beetle that we're focusing on in this movie, Jaime Reyes, is the the second Blue Beetle, and uh, that's where we get uh, the scarab attaching to his back and all that. So I'm really excited to see uh, what happens. I can't wait to get like a like a trailer or some some photos or whatever for this film because I really want to see what they're doing with it. I want to know the atmosphere that we're gonna get. So I'm just excited, man. So that's the first bit of news. Do you know anything about the Blue Beetle character, by the way? I know nothing. I know he was super fun to play in Injustice. That was about all I knew. I really enjoyed him in Injustice and like his stuff, but I don't know much about him past that. That's fair. That's fair. He uh, He's very much so like what you saw in Injustice 2. So all the things that they had in that show are very, very similar to what they had in that. So um Hopefully that's how they will adapt his character for sure. We'll see though. We'll see. I'm excited. I really like the actor they chose to play Jaime Reyes in general. It's a uh, if you're familiar with Cobra Kai, it's the Miguel from yeah. Cobra Kai. So he's the character. So I'm super excited. His name's uh, uh, Zolo Manuenda, I believe. And I'm really excited to see. So you said this what- is the second Beetle though, the second person to be yeah. the Blue Beetle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, first was Ted Cord, and he had a he, you know, had his own suit and gadgets that he made. But the second who is in Injustice? Second in Injustice is Jaime Jaime Reyes. So that's who so we're getting a movie of. Yes. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, man. So, like I said, I'm excited for that. Um, Would you have rather we'll them done a show over a movie? Well, they were doing a show over. It was actually supposed to be a, a movie specifically for HBO Max. But because Blue Beetle is, surprise, a really cool character and people like myself really like him, uh, they changed that to be a character that shows up in uh, a feature film that goes to theaters, not just HBO Max. So I'm okay with it being a movie. Um, You know, I don't, I I think that it being a movie on, in theaters bodes better for it just being a show on HBO Max because you've seen what happens to shows on HBO Max in the DC world live action like Titans. So I'd much rather it be a movie as opposed to a show in the vein of Titans. Gotcha. Titans. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then uh, the second bit of news I have is uh, if you, if you aren't aware and if the listeners aren't aware, there is a new Dracula esque movie coming out uh, starring Nicholas Cage. Yeah. And oh my God. Yeah, man. They just finished wrapping. It's called uh, Renfield or something Renf- like that. Yeah, Renfield. That's what it's called. I'm I'm super excited to see a trailer for that. I hope that it's, I hope that it's good. Like I, I'm I'm assuming that it's gonna be like super ridiculously wacky and crazy, like just a comedy. But I don't know yet, so we'll see. Nicholas Cage really is excited. Dracula, right? Yeah. Oh my god. I'm I'm so excited to see Nicholas Cage go full Cage, 
as Dracula. Like oh, you don't even know. God. I hope that it's not ass. Like I really hope this movie doesn't look like it's gonna be boo boo shoes. Well, but we'll see. Like I said. I mean, I'm gonna um, go ahead and say I have low expectations. I just I cannot see Nicolas Cage as Dracula, and I try to be open minded about castings, but I cannot see it. I mean, I get it, man. Uh, but there have been so many actors that played Dracula that were like, you know, not really Dracula. Like, then we get, you remember the movie that came out in the nineties? I want to say Dracula Dead and Loving It, and it was uh, what's that guy Leslie something? Yes. Uh oh my God, uh, Frazier, right? Dude from Naked Gun. Yeah, it was the dude from Naked Gun. Yeah, yeah, it's him. Is that Leslie Frazier? Is that right? It might not be right. Last name is Frazier. I don't think that's Hold it. Uh, Naked Gun. See what his name is. It's Leslie something. It's Leslie. Oh no, Leslie yeah. Nielsen. Wow, I was way off. Where the hell did I get Frazier? I don't know where you got Frazier from, but I knew that wasn't it. But I mean, yeah, at least you knew him. that was right. Hey, props to you for knowing that. Hey, I got I got fifty percent of it right. <laughs> well, I kind of said Leslie though, didn't I? Hey, shh. I got 50. look. Daenerys still sucks. I don't want to hear shit out of you. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. All right. Continue. So Renfield, who's who's gonna be Renfield? Like who's gonna be? Uh, I- I don't remember because I was only, I only cared about Nicolas Cage being in the movie, and that's all I paid attention to. Now I gotta look this up. It's coming out in twenty twenty three. Nicolas Cage is yeah, Dracula. Just, oh my god! Uh, it. Oh, just it's a uh, Beast. Beast is Renfield. Oh, uh, uh, Nicholas. Uh, I don't know how to say his Holt? name. Holt. Is it Nicholas Holt? Yes. There you go. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, that's Renfield. Yeah, yeah. Um, some people I know in this. I like Nicholas Holt as an actor, so I'm excited for that. There's not, there's actually not a lot of people cast. There's literally three, six, like eight people cast currently. Hmm. Okay. Maybe it's like focus, and they focus mainly on Renfield and Dracula. So there's not a whole lot of, not a lot big use for other characters. We'll see. Wait, is this modern time? Oh my god. <laughs> oh, dude, this might be Boo Boo Shoes. Is this set for <laughs> modern time? Are you kidding me? It oh, is a man. comedy. It's a dark fantasy horror comedy. All right. Cool. cool All right. Cool. He's a henchman of Count Dracula who decides to leave his line of work after falling in love. Oh, God. Where? It said something about a traffic cop. Dude, there's this, no way. You're, you're like full on triggered by this right now. That's hilarious. <sighs> what? Okay, look, something I want to discuss with you. We talked about, like, villains and all, and then we're not going to do it this episode, but you're a big Universal Monster fan, as I am. I would love for us to sit down sometime and, like, go character by character, like, on a podcast, and discuss who we think, like, current actor, or I guess we could do any actor, should play the role. Of the monsters? Yeah, like, if you say, a Dracula, who would you want to play Dracula, and then you would give me your answer and stuff like that. It would actually be really hard for me because there's people that I like that necessarily I don't know that will do good in the role. Fair. That's very fair. Man, uh, yeah, that's probably going to be something that that we have to do now because it's out there in yeah, the universe. I mean, and now it's and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So on the subject of Renfield, I think the Wolfman movie, I don't even think it started production yet or anywhere close. Where... Um, Ryan Gosling is supposed to be Wolfman. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Which I don't know. Did they ever like ink that or confirm it? Pretty sure they, they did. They did confirm it was 
cast, but I don't know what they're doing with that film because of what happened with the Dark Universe like whole thing anyway. So I don't know what's happening. I do know that they said that after actually it's not even Dark Universe. They said that after uh It was after Invisible Man, Man did so well. Yeah. Or what yeah, it's called Invisible Man, right? Yeah, 2020 Invisible Man. Dude, That's that movie was movie. really good. That impressed like I liked that movie. It was great. It was fantastic. Mummy Boo Boo Shoes. Yeah, that movie was oh god, that absolute boo boo shoes, one hundred percent trash. But Ryan Gosling, he's a good actor. I'm kind of excited for him as that. But I think that's set in modern times too. So I wonder if Renfield is is Renfield any like any correlation? Are they building this universe around them now? Surely not. No, it's a that's a standalone film for sure. Good, because I'm sorry, I don't think I want Nick Cage as my Dracula in that universe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ghost Rider, not today. Feel that one hundred percent. So I got two more bits of news, essentially, okay. um, that we're gonna do before the, before we wrap it up. So uh, the one other thing I was gonna talk about was Thor: Love and Thunder. Like we haven't gotten any any trailers for that movie, and it's supposed to be coming out this summer. So you know what's up with that? We don't have anything for it. And if you wanted to see what like. Christian Bale's version of Gore the God Butcher looks like. The only way you could see it is if you look at the images for the figures coming out for all the merch. So if you look at the like Marvel Legends, I want to say is the name of the brand for that. Uh, but anyway, there's a bunch of figures and, and toys and all that coming out for Thor Love and Thunder. And we've seen what Thor looks like. We've seen what Jane's going to look like as the new Thor I think she's called Worthy Thor in this. I want to say that's what she's called. I'm not 100% sure. Don't quote me on that. But we have um, two different versions of Thor that we've been confirmed through toys. One is when he has the ridiculous gold and blue armor. Um, that I'm assuming that's going to be like Rune King Thor or a version of Rune King Thor from the comics. And then we have him as... Um, you know, when he joins the Guardians, when he has like the red vest on that's like sleeveless and all that. And he looks like he's uh, an 80s hair metal star. But we have that version of Thor. And then we have Gore the God Butcher that we just saw in toy form as well. And he looks very, very different than how he looks in the comics. And as a comic fan, as a huge fan of that story for Thor... I'm not too pleased with how Christian Bale's character looks. Like it definitely looks like Christian Bale. And I know that they did that because the actor they chose is Christian Bale. And why wouldn't you want to show your actor's face? But it, it looks very funny. I'd have to see it in motion. Cause this is like a still image that's on the side of a box for the box art for a figure coming out. So, I mean, maybe it'll look better when we see it in motion maybe christian bale's voice and whatever effect they're probably going to give him sound so good that it won't matter um, but i'm excited to see what the all black sword looks like uh that he gets um i want i want to see if they go into his backstory at all and why he's killing all the gods i hope that they do because that's like the biggest part of the comic so i'm just really excited to see where they go with this film i know it's going to be very comedic because that's what marvel does but like I said, I'm still excited to see it. And we haven't gotten any trailers yet. And that's crazy because the movie, like I said, it's supposed to be coming out this summer. Um, and we are almost there. So we'll we'll see what happens. So Christian Bale's um, the villain when, in this movie? Yeah, Gore the God Butcher. Is I, I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, the, the character Gore the God Butcher is one of the coolest 
most badass Thor villains uh, that I've read in recent memory, aside from like, um, I can't even think. Actually, like that. I mean, there's like two other Thor villains, like straight up villains that I like more. But we'll go into that at another time. Okay. Um, but Gore is definitely high up on the list. High on the list. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for that. Um, but to move on to the very last piece of news that I have is we got yet another look, a full look of what uh, the new Batsuit is going to look like for, I'm assuming, Batgirl and the new Flash film when that ever comes out. So we got a full look of that. And um, you can see, like, it, so in the picture that I think we're showing on the screen here isn't the newest picture that come out. Um, because that literally just dropped right before we started recording. But um, if you look at it, this suit is a combination of um, Michael Keaton's suit from the 1992 Batman Returns film and uh, the Panther suit from 95's Batman Forever. Um, And if you get a good look at the newest image that dropped for this, it's got a little bit of Christian Bale suit as well. Um, But yeah, if you look at it, the gauntlets totally look like the new 52 Batman mixed with uh, the 92 suit, which is what you want. The chest is all 1992. It's just a little bit more streamlined. Um, If you look at the belt, the belt is back to being black instead of like yellow or gold. So that's kind of cool to see. Um, And then we know that this Batman is supposed to have a Robin as well, who has yet to be confirmed for the cast so i'm excited to see what that's going to be but like i just wanted to gush over this suit because they're bad suits are very important to me as a batman fan especially live action uh 89 bad suit is one of my favorites of all time the 92 suit is another suit that i really enjoy but i don't like it over the 89 suit because i don't like the tactical portion of the suit that you see Um, And I think we have an image of that as well on screen. But if you look at the 92 suit, the chest looks more like straight up body armor instead of like an organic chest that I would like to see in a Batman uh, movie or comic to, you know, just for that. But um, I really do love the the symbol on his chest. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the 89 symbol because it's different enough for me to and the gold on that is way darker on the 89 but in this one it's really really bright and it's cool to see but if you look at the panther suit from batman forever it's like straight up it's like really really dark deep gold in the back so it shines really hard on that sleek black costume so i really like seeing that and his chest and abs they look way more organic than they do in the 92 suit. So like, I'm just really excited to see how this is going to be in motion. Totally looks like he's going to go back to typical Michael Keaton when he can't move his neck, you know? So he has to turn his whole body around to look at things. And I don't even care if that looks goofy, man. That's like my childhood. That's nostalgia. So I'm really, really excited to see what that looks like. I'm really excited to see how it feels. And I want to see if they're going to bring back like old musical scores for that. Or if they're going to do something completely different. And like, who's going to do the score for Batgirl? Who's going to do the score for The Flash? Like, I'm really excited to see what that's going to sound like. So all that to say, we do have a better look at what the suit's going to look like. We can kind of talk about it. We can draw it now if we wanted to. That's going to be what they use for all of the figures. And speaking of figures, that's the last little bit I want to talk about. I'm so excited for this merch to come out because this era of Batman is my favorite. Like, I love the 
the Ben Affleck suit because it's really, really comic accurate. He looks imposing. He looks mean. You know, he looks older and, and grizzled. I love that look. But I grew up on this era, the 1992 suit, the 89 suit. Like, that's what I grew up on. And it's really hard to find merchandise or figures or statues even of that version of the character without spending an arm and a leg. So I am so looking forward to new statues being released um, of this suit. I'm really excited to look, I'm looking forward to new figures coming out with this new merch. I want to get all the shirts. I want to get some pajama pants. I want to get the stickers, like all of it, man. Give me all of it. I want to spend my money on this. I'm so ready for that. I'm, I'm more excited for the merch than I am for the movies. And that's saying a lot because, you know, the last thing I want to do is be spending all my money out here on something. But if I'm going to spend my money on something, it's going to be Batman all the time. So that's my movie news for this week. I just wanted to share that with you guys. I hope that you enjoyed listening to me completely fanboy out on what this costume looks like, what the suit looks like, what the potential merch is going to be. And I enjoyed saying it. So thank you so much for allowing me that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for enlightening us with it. And I will say it's really cool to see some stills of Michael Keaton back in the bat suit because that's the Batman you know I grew up with watching the '89 Batman and stuff like that. And so it's really cool to see him, you know, don the cowl again, I guess, if you will. And so it's I'm excited to see that role and, and what they do with that Flash movie if and when we ever get it, which is a big uh, yeah. I mean, whenever it happens, I'm here for it. Hopefully it comes. I mean, that has to come out. They've already put too much time and money into it, right? Like, there's no chance it gets scrapped, is there? No, nah, I don't think it's going to get scrapped, but they'll, they'll keep pushing it until they can't push it anymore. God. If we could just... We need it now. We need stuff now. DC, come on. Quit playing with our emotions. But uh, Quit playing with my money and my emotions. <laughs> but uh, with that being said, I think it's time to go to the last call segment of the day last call so if you're unfamiliar with last call it's your first time listening to the podcast we like to take viewer listener questions and we will pick one every week and we will end the podcast with answering that question uh we've been doing this here it's a relatively new segment so be sure to hit us up on gilded gilded.gg slash sinister pack in the application just put from the podcast or on any of our social medias whether it be my personal christian's or the podcast. The podcast are probably preferable. That way we can keep it all together. But either, any of them's fine. Well, it's cool. Uh, but this week's question is, again, from Mad Sweeney. And it was uh, a two-parter that we read last week. But this week we get part two. And it is for Christian that says, Have you ever thought about writing or co-scripting your own comic, Christian? Uh, another great question. Thank you for the part two. So... To answer the question, yes, I have, and I currently am. Um, it's on the back burner a bit right now, but I definitely am uh, kind of co-writing and, and creating more than one comic story. So here in the foreseeable future, you will definitely have uh, a tangible comic from me, um, from me and my writing partner, Zach. If you ever hear this, yeah, I'm talking about our projects. I can't wait to get those out to the world. And then I also do uh, art for children's books as well that's coming out. So I don't really write those, but I do do the art for them. So you'll see those as well. And when I have more to show, I'll totally plug those on the show. But I'm excited for those. And uh, they're in the they're in early stages right now. But when, like I said, when I have more to show, I'll definitely show it. Uh, thank you for that question. Uh, and I hope that that answered it correctly. Yes, I am doing that currently. And it is so much fun. But it is also very stressful. So if you're out there listening right now and you're 
into artwork, especially comic book artwork, and you want to do your own, whether that's Western style or manga style artwork, um, it is very fun. It's very stressful. It takes a lot of work, a lot of time. But if you stick with it, it is 100% worth it. And uh, if that's a dream of yours, follow that dream 100%. Nice. Good job. Good job. Thank you for the questions again. Uh, we've answered several uh, so far and uh, keep them coming. We, we like them. You guys have been crushing the question game. So thank you so much. Um, something I else I thought about. So we talk about things yeah. we've watched. Uh, I'm open. I don't know if Christian is, but viewer suggestions, shows or movies, and we could talk about it. Now, if you guys, there's something you would like us to watch, whether it be like on Shutter or Netflix or whatever, uh, hit us up, let us know. And then we can, we can go over it and, uh, we both could probably watch it and, and give our thoughts on it. Christian, would that be something you're down to do? 100%. If you guys have some stuff that you want me to watch or want us to watch or want us to see, let me know. I'm all for it. Yeah. I mean, that could be something fun. Or, or we could even maybe plan out ahead if, you know, we don't give me any suggestions or something. Maybe me and you can find something and we can announce a week ahead, like, hey, we're going to watch whatever movie this week. And then we could discuss it. Uh, but that could be something. Definitely let us know. You know, we always are open for feedback from you guys and want to hear what you want to, you know, what you would like to listen to, what you would like to grace your ear holes, you know, each and every week. Uh, but I think that's all we've got for the content this week. And that's going to wrap up this episode. Uh, but as always, you can find Sipping with Sin everywhere Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at Sipping with Sin. So go check that out. Drop it a follow. Say hello to us on there. You can find me. Pretty much everywhere as well. I am Sinister TV, except for YouTube. It's just I am Sinister. And on YouTube every Wednesday at 8 a.m., the video version of the podcast is live. Same time it goes live on Spotify and Apple. 8 a.m. every Wednesday. That's right, 8 a.m. Central Time every Wednesday. Podcast episodes go live. But you can find me streaming on Facebook Gaming, fb.gg slash I am Sinister TV. Been doing TikTok live streams, which have been a ton of fun. And also posting TikTok, so go check that out at I am Sinister TV there as well. And then I am Sinister TV on Twitter and Instagram and, you know, all that fun stuff. Twitch as well. Twitch.tv slash I am Sinister TV. So there's all my socials. Christian, where can they find you? Whisper into their ear holes. You guys can find me on Instagram at Venon Inc. That's V-E-N. This has turned ASMR so bad. It really did. We just just appealed to a whole new audience. Sponsors, here we come. Give us them ear <laughs> microphones and let us lick into them. Or not. I'm not doing that. Never mind. Scratch that. Gross. But, uh, yeah, you guys can find me on Instagram at Venon Inc. That is V-E-N and Inc. All one word. I'm only on Instagram right now. I do have a TikTok. I haven't been using it as much as I should. But I'm very active on my Instagram. So if you guys need to get in touch with me, that is the best way to do it. Uh, I'd love to see you guys there. Ask me any questions. Let me know what you like the show. Thank yep. you. Heck yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you all so much for listening and tuning in, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right. Christian, take us out. All righty. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Sipping with Sin. Be sure to leave a five-star review if you can. Click that follow button. Give us a like, and uh, no matter what happens at the end of the day, guys, don't forget these three words. Don't get gutted. Boom. Follow, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Bye. So much for tuning in to another episode of Sipping with Sin. Please don't forget to leave a rating and submit your last call questions to our socials. That's at Sipping with Sin everywhere. And if you want to hit us up personally, you could find me at Ven and Inc. That is V E N and Inc. Or I am Sinister TV for the Sinister Man himself. And guys, don't get gutted.